Although rare, the occurrence of CIED infection is an important complication which can and must be treated effectively. Infections can occur at any time during the lifetime of the device, even many years after the implantation, and so may be overlooked. Welcome to the CIED Infection Podcast. I think the difficulty with systemic infection is that patients can present at a time remote to an intervention. Welcome, everybody, to this podcast on CIED infections. I'm Krina Blomstrom Lundquist, and I'm the first author of the ERA International CIED Infection Guidelines. And I welcome you to the second podcast of the device infection series. I also welcome uh, Dr. Archie Rao, who is a high volume CID extractor and also the first author of the survey exploring gaps in knowledge about device infection and lead management. And she will explain how you can recognize CID infection in your practice and then how to act upon it. So welcome, Archie. Thank you so much, Karina. So we are discussing device infections. Now, what should I be looking for? So I think it's good practice to have a standard way of examining these patients. Classically, we've always suggested that one look and examine the device site itself. So visual inspection of the site, an inquiry about how the patient feels, and of course, a specific ask if the patient has had antibiotic therapy or fevers or infection, wherever that might have come from, especially if they've had more than one episode and have required more antibiotics. That's the basic minimum for evaluation of a CID patient. Yeah. So what are the types of device infection? So, for example, so for the infection localized to the pocket area, what is the difference between a superficial infection and a pocket infection? So I think this is really um, an important distinction, uh, Karina. So there is a device site infection, but that can be perioperatively, it can be a superficial infection. And the key difference between a superficial infection and a generator pocket site infection is that the superficial incisional infection only involves the skin and the subcutaneous tissue and does not communicate with the generator pocket at all. Now, it is really important that making that distinction is difficult and it's very much a diagnosis of exclusion. So you treat it, if you're suspecting a superficial infection, you treat it with antibiotics, oral antibiotics, but you ensure that you review that patient to make sure that that infection has healed. We then move on to the next, which is a pocket infection. And a pocket infection or a generator site infection is one that involves the pocket and the generator. Oftentimes, this presence with pain around the site, you can often have uh, redness, inflammation, swelling, tenderness. These are the common sites. But less commonly, it can just present with deformation of the pocket. The pocket just doesn't look right. The generator is threatening to erode or there is pre-erosion around the area. Or there might be something as minimal as slight tethering of skin. So the index of suspicion is pretty important. And finally, you come to the most dreaded of them all, systemic infection. It's harder to recognize, isn't it? Could you please elaborate on the symptoms and the clinical signs to watch out for? 
Absolutely. And I think the difficulty with systemic infection is that patients can present at a time remote to an intervention. So making that association between a systemic infection that might present as a fever of unknown origin, recurrent antibiotics for generally non-specific illness, with actually the presence of a CIED is pretty key. And once again, making that link between the fact that the patient has an infection or a systemic bacteremia with the fact that the patient has an indwelling cardiac device in situ is really important. Hmm. So what is the right course of treatment if I recognize such patient in front of me? Which next steps should I take? Which are the mandatory diagnostic tools to be used? And... Her last question regarding this, is full system extraction always needed? So it's a, it's a really important uh, question, Karina. And if I may just start with, first of all, making the distinction between superficial and pocket infection. We've already talked about the only type of infection that can potentially be managed with just antibiotics is superficial incisional infection. Every other type of CID infection mandates not just periods, long periods of intravenous antibiotic therapy, but a full system extraction. Now, in order to make the right diagnosis, one has to start off with blood cultures, preferably three sets of blood cultures, at least 30 minutes apart, taken in a sterile manner. So you can actually identify the right organism and institute the right antibiotic therapy. We then move on to cardiac imaging, mainly echocardiography, preferably transesophageal echocardiography, very much to understand the extent of involvement of the infection, because this will decide if it's just a generator infection or it's extended down to the leads or the valves or indeed even extravascular seeding. And this will decide the duration of intravenous antibiotic therapy. The final and definitive management, of course, of all cardiac device infection is a full system extraction with every attempt made to take out all hardware at all times. Yeah, and I think it's important to emphasize that a superficial infection is not actually a device infection as opposed Correct. to a pocket infection, just to Absolutely. make that clear. So um, that is very clear. When suspected CID infection, the patient should be referred to a colleague expert. Uh, however, I often see uh, device infection patients who have received repeated antibiotics in my practice in my practice and a device uh, infection should be recognized and treated early so why is that and what is um, meant by early so you bring a, bring a, a really important point in question and it's getting that diagnosis right it's that suspicion of CIED infection which is often overlooked because the general feeling is, oh, the patient has a fever, let's start antibiotics, let's see how they go. This, in fact, impacts on very poor outcomes for these patients because there is evidence, emerging evidence and published evidence that the sooner we extract the hardware, the better the patient outcomes are. And sooner is as early as three days and as late as six days. So as quickly as is feasible, but between at least within a week, if we can extract all hardware and continue intravenous antibiotics, appropriate intravenous antibiotics, that gives the best chance for the patient of eradicating that infection. Mm. True. So typically colleagues tend to worry about infections early after an implantation and they link it to the procedure of the implantation. 
Can you elaborate a little bit on this mindset and what the consequences can be? So when can a patient get infected? So this is a this is hard, isn't it? In the real world, making that association between an existing cardiac device and infection is very much one of understanding the concept that when you have a systemic bacteremia, seeding of bacteremia, it can seed onto metal indwelling in the body. And it doesn't have to be related to the procedure itself. And so it can be remote from the time of implant or indeed remote from any intervention around the pocket site. So commonly what is seen is that if you have a pocket intervention and this is related to the intervention, the infection, the generator infection or the pocket infection presence in the 30-day period around the intervention. But apart from that, aside from that, systemic infection may have absolutely nothing to do with intervention on the pocket at all. So this is systemic seeding of the bacteremia that's been around. It could be from a dental abscess. It could be from an indwelling catheter. It could be from anywhere. But because there's hardware in the body, it goes and deposits itself there. So thank you very much, uh, Dr. Rao, for the discussion and insights on how to recognize device infection in a patient and also how to treat them effectively. I think to identify all types of CID infections, it's important to remember that the patient has a device in the first place. Signs could be warmth, red pocket, fever, sweating, or repeated infections. Device infection is a class one indication for a complete system removal, and it should be extracted timely. Now, if extraction is the optimal treatment, what is the reason why antibiotics alone fail? This will be covered in our next podcast, so please listen to the podcast or go to the website. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Dr. Rao. Thank you. This series of podcasts is intended to increase awareness of CIED infection and the life-saving treatment of CIED system extraction. This podcast is supported by Philips.